What's up, my dogs? The uh, lifestyle influencer and his uh, homeboy from the UK are back with a new podcast. If you're listening to this, it's Valentine's Day, and you know these bad boys love you. So um, if you're out training hard, no, I remind you that um, that these boys are there for you. Um, and I'm curious, though, Jody, have you got any highs and lows and anything up for plans uh, tomorrow? Um, I've got a few highs and lows, mate. Um the one low was uh, traveling, mate, 17 and a half hours back from Australia today uh, in economy, mate, like rammed in cattle class. Oh, my God, that was one hell of a flight. Just went on and on. Just kept giving. <laughs> is, it, is it full flight, 17 and a half hours, no stops, right? No stops, mate. Just one, just get in in Perth, get off in London. I tried to... Um, I, I tried to see if you could get an upgrade and they were like, no, with the with the ticket you've got, it doesn't allow you to, to get an upgrade. So the only way you can get one is if you buy a whole new ticket and it was obviously like a ridiculous price because you just have to pay mm-hmm. for like one at the airport like that. So obviously you didn't do it. But then when I was getting on the plane, because I was one of the last people there, I saw like load of seats in that premium economy. So I just, uh, I took one um, and uh, I thought I'd got away with it because I was there for ages and then um, this, they were giving me drinks and stuff. Like they were actually giving like a bit of champagne and stuff like that. I was taking it. I was thinking, yeah, this is all right. I've, I've flagged this. And then um, about, I don't know, after quite a while, the plane actually, what scuppered me was the plane was actually delayed for 50 minutes and they were all floundering around. Um, and then one of them said, oh, is, this a, is this your seat? Um, and I said, no, because I was like, I could tell she knew it weren't my seat. She's like, well, this is actually where the captain's supposed to be sitting. I don't know if, he's, if like, if maybe when he has a break or whatever or what. I was like, all oh, right. She was like, what What number are you supposed to be on? I was like, oh, 55. I said, oh, I just saw there was a few spare seats here, so I thought I'd have it. She went, oh, you can't do that. You've just given yourself a free upgrade on these ones. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you all doing? Right, you on the drinking yeah. champagne on the captain's seat? <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> well, yeah. might have heard of me. I'm Joe Skipper, runner up at sub seven. <laughs> I thought this is I thought this was nice for economy. Sorry about that. My mistake. Oh, you can't do that, mate. You can't do that. But um did you enjoy your uh the meals up in economy? I think economy is life. Mate, the uh I didn't even have the first meal. I weren't even hungry. I had some before I got on the plane, and the second one was a bit crap, to be honest. It was some weird breakfast thing. It was dark, I couldn't even see it properly. Like scrambled eggs were a bit sloppy. It was like with beans and something else. It weren't great. I'd probably give it about a three or four, three out of ten, something like that. It was probably like mm-hmm. as good as what I'd imagine if Noel cooked something for us on a training camp. Yeah. You know, like the eggs would be a bit runny, probably a bit of shell in there or something, like if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um like that kind of thing. Did, did you already went, uh, went for a session when you came back? Uh, uh, I went for a swim, yeah. I, I went for a swim a little while ago. So what bit, did that 17 and a half hours economy do to your swim form? Uh, I, well, I didn't feel very good in the water, put it that way. But like, I wanted to do something, but I would probably, I would probably say I didn't feel great, but I wasn't expecting to feel great. So it was probably about as expected but i have actually felt i've felt a lot worse in the water before as well all right well fair enough then i had a strong caffeine gel mate beforehand one of them these uh new ones 200 milligrams of caffeine mate double the morton in one that's, that's what you need one. 200 milligrams yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna oh, take a bang before be I like I'm going guy. I'm going for a swim in 30 minutes and I'm gonna take a bang. You know one of these bad boys. Oh, yeah. 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 For, but, uh, what, tell people what they're like, you don't know. Because a lot of people uh, will have well, no idea. Bang is something like a red ball, but then with Where no did we come shimmer. across it though? I mean there's no Where in America, did we come across it? Can you remember? In America. Yeah. I like, mean it's it, I, I don't audience. really care what it is. Red ball, bang, monster energy, just sometime for a session. I want something extra. And then we came across these bad boys. It's called bang. In in the in America they're even like worse than in Europe because in Europe you have all these regulations. So I think in America it was something like 300 milligrams of caffeine, like an absolute flip 400. Weapon. 3 or 400. 400. I think it was like Fuck. 400. Yeah. I it was know. like it was then it was included with beta and alliance and and what else was in there i don't even remember but it was like a cocktail of shite you down that thing and you start shivering like like a shitting dog and then you just feel like you want to give it everything during a session don't you you love the banks didn't you yeah oh, oh yeah I, if i was in america i would definitely uh use them for training i wish we could get them the full strength uh, <laughs> so yeah i know over here they're not you can't get them that strong can you no because it's I, too much liquid isn't it I remember I came back from the US and I bought 50 cans and then I checked, I was thinking, hmm, must be different. Maybe it's because I'm not in America, you know, when you're in America, American dream. It was just different. And then I looked yeah. at the uh, at the label and it said 200 milligrams of caffeine. I thought, oh, this is just lame. Uh, but I still got a few of them cans. So uh, I'm going to smash it. It's a pina colada. We were, we were drinking the bangs before 70.3s, weren't we? In America. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. before Florida, 70.3 and transition. As a pre-workout. Just, uh, mooching around before the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd be standing in nutrition, da- downing half a liter of bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yesterday, the lifestyle athlete went to a restaurant, Jody. This is low. And I ordered this piece of meat and um, like I've had it very often. That's not a nice way to talk about a girl. That's not a nice way to talk about a girl when you're on a nice date it was, with her, this piece of meat. I don't know. It was something like, so um, it was something like lamb. I don't even know. They didn't call it lamb. So I tried a bit, bit of it and I was thinking like, I think it's off. Like it, it isn't really cooked well or something. So I've sent it back to the kitchen and I said, like, does it supposed to be very dry and like this? And she's, no, no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that. I said, well, have a taste yourself. But it tastes absolutely rank. Send it back. So then um, so I think that maybe she second time. Hold well, then. I don't know if she tried in the kitchen or not, uh, but I said, well, maybe one of the few times in my life that I've ever done this, like I've never done it before. It was flipping rank. So then they came back with a new one. Tasted exactly the same. So she said, if it still tastes the same, th- that's just the way her, our meat tastes then. And I was thinking, all right. So I had a bit. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. But then I just don't like your food at all. It was disgusting. Really? Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I went to another place Would just to have, have, have a piece of it again. Because I was so looking forward to it that I... Um, I wanted it, and it tastes so rank. So I went to another place. But why would it taste so rank for? It must have been off because, la- like, it wouldn't. It t- like, I don't know. It's so strange how it would taste so bad. Yeah, I know. I know. Have you ever done that? Going to another restaurant? What? Because something was so bad. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I can't think off the top of my head. I probably have, but it would have only probably been once or twice, something like that. That's not normally. Normally you'd just get something else, wouldn't you, on the menu or something. That must have been yeah. really, really bad. What was it out of 10? Like a 2 out of 10 or a 1 out of 10? It was yeah, like... 2 out of 10, 2 out of 10. Also what because did, you're suspecting something really... Sorry? What, what did the person eat who you were with? Did she eat anything? Same thing. Same thing. Exactly the same it. thing. She hated We were both like, this must be off. Must be off. But... um. 
mate. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get food like that in Norwich. I've got a massive high. I've got a massive, massive high. The mozzarella is going to Amsterdam. He's going to live in Amsterdam, the city of influencers. Because um, I had to move down to like a place in the Netherlands where I grew up, where there's literally nothing else to do until I came across like an apartment in Amsterdam. Mate, over the last couple of months, I've been feeling so flipping lonely because there's literally nothing and no one to train out here. I'm really, I'm, I'm so lucky that I'm still alive um, that I managed Can't to break my friends? way through it. Sorry, they can't all be retired. They can't all be retired, can they? You must be able to make some mean? friends, can't you? Well, all, all my friends that like I you, um, you meet meet people like meet new friends. All all my uh, mates from uh, like back in the day. So before I went to uni, like twelve years ago, they all either live in Amsterdam or uh, um, like in another country. Don't live in in like where I grew up. Um, then I went away to university for five years in Leiden. And then I lived in The Hague for like five, six years. So I've been away for in total something like 12 years. Um, what yeah, about making some new friends? I've tried. I've tried to make tried. new friends. Uh, <laughs> and they didn't want to come out. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> they don't like... <laughs> I don't know. You know, as a, as a lifestyle influencer, what are you going to do? Are you going... Are you, you know, I'm not, I wasn't going clubbing or... Uh, I, I joined a triathlon club and I did like swimming with them. But it's not like... There is someone on a Tuesday that wants to join you for a, a long, long ride, you know, a five-hour ride. So basically from Monday to like Sunday, almost every day I was training alone. And if there's something you need to find I some don't like, and I'm, yeah, I know, I, 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 I don't know any fit pensioners. <laughs> I could, I could Go be to the like local you. retirement home. Just turn up to the local retirement yeah. home. They've got all the time in the world yeah. and say, who can, who's still fit enough to ride a bike here? Yeah. Is there <laughs> and anyone here? After a few weeks, they'll be, they'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need, I need some proper banter as well. Um, I'm not saying that your, your pensioners don't have proper banter, but it's, uh, you're lucky to have them. You're lucky to have them. <laughs> They're pretty fit. But I, uh, I'm going to move to Amsterdam, mate, and I'm going to start my own training squad there. Pensioners, non-pensioners, whatever. But um, yeah, really, really looking forward to going to Amsterdam. Like you're really. going to spend all your time in the red light district. I can see it now. Uh, you're, yeah, I, I, well, I've had my blood check. I had my, I had my blood checked. And one thing I knew of forehand was that my testosterone levels were pretty healthy. <laughs> testosterone <laughs> levels. Yeah. 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 Mine were all right. And normally that's what they reckon that endurance athletes struggle with, don't they? Like they always say they're depleted in testosterone, don't they? Well, no struggle, mate. No struggle. Um, no that's struggle, why you should yeah. also hit the gym. Some people are like, why as a triathlete will you go to the gym? Well, first thing is, because you want to look fit for the summer, right? A bit toning up the muscles. Second thing is, um, I just like hitting the gym. It's really good for your testosterone levels. And um, is there a third thing, Joe? It, and it's also pretty good for a triathlon, isn't it? You want to look good on the beach, don't you, didn't you? That's the main thing. That's the main thing, the yeah. Like, you know, you look good on the beach. Uh, you, like you say, it increases your testosterone and then, like, uh, helps you in triathlon. Why do you go to the gym? Does it improve your triathlon skills? Swim back run? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's the third no, one. No, that Definitely. is that is the that, that's the main that's the main that's the that's the main one really, isn't it? Nah, the beach this, is the main one. All right, all right. Because <laughs> because a lot of people always say like, oh, you, you don't you're not really 
skinny like most triathletes. Wow. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> imagine what you'd be like compared to most ultra runners then. Compared to an ultra runner, you'd be like the dream there, wouldn't you? You know, you're like twice the size. You'd be like absolutely stacked compared to them. Like yeah. they wouldn't dare push. If you, if you get to a bit of single track, mate, on, on UTMB, they're not going to try and push past you, are they? Because they're going to, you just, they're just going to bounce off into the like the shrubland or something or off like, you know, a big drop, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking you'd of, be, you'd be sorted. I would be, I would be sorted. But, uh, it also means moving to Amsterdam is that I'm going to, I need to, I need to change the, the lifestyle of the lifestyle influencer a little bit because, uh, uh, you might be finding me on the red light district, mate. That's correct. But then, uh, meaning I would advertise my own uh, body, uh, cause it's, <laughs> it's pretty expensive. <laughs> so, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be going abroad that much anymore. So we could see a career change then a bit of, uh, by day he's a triathlete in Lycra by night. He's, uh, still in Lycra, but just working out of a window. <laughs> yeah, could be. I mean, it's just a job. Um, no, but in, in all seriousness, I, I, I some things I, I do think that I'm gonna train, uh, and also think that it's it's gonna be because I, mean, I, I get, can't blame I you, get, mate. Because your only your only fans has been doing so well that it's, you sh- you deserve to spend that money and move to Amsterdam. Like you've been working hard growing that profile, and now you've got what one thousand subscribers per month on there, something like that. I do post some pictures up about wow. off my feet. Um, I wonder if there's a traffic um, that's got any more. It's a niche. <laughs> but um, um, niche. I was going to say that I think one thing that would be really good for me as an athlete, because I get distracted pretty quickly and I need to have people around me, is um, rhythm. Rhythm? Rhythm. What do you mean? Like doing I can, the same thing I can see your brain just thinking, like, what the fuck's going on? I was thinking, <laughs> do you mean like consistency, like doing the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like, whatever, like like getting yeah. into like a rhythm of training. That every Monday you're thinking like, oh, and every Monday morning I'm doing a run, a routine, a rhythm, a routine, consistency. Um, and I can't build it from where I am <laughs> right now because there's literally no one around me, and it makes me feel very lonely, and I can't cope with it anymore. I've flipping cracked. I've all. I've almost like. Um, flipping cracked, mate. I've cracked. Um, so yes, I do think that uh, I could build a proper squat from Amsterdam, and with that squat, I think I can um, elevate my game. <laughs> so how do pe- how are people going to be able to join this squad? Then do they just con- reach well, out to you or contact you. What are you going to do? I've been thinking. I have been thinking. So uh, one thing I don't need is people for well. There's like this thing called the swim gym, which is owned by a former uh, Olympic swimmer. So you could basically it's like a gym, but then for swimming, it's a private club. Um, so I'm going there for all the swimming. I think uh, just uh, four times a week. That should be all right. Always swimming with a group. That's good for me. Sessions, technique, training, you name it. Jan Farina, Brownlee, got to be watching. Um, then. For the run and for the bike, I was thinking I'll start a an Instagram account called something like my Amsterdam training squad, whatever. And just the day before I'm going to do a session, I'll just post up, I'm going to do a four-hour bike ride tomorrow, leaving 9 a.m. that place. Then I'll just go there and whoever rocks up could join. You know what I mean? The pace is the pace. Get fit or get right. fucked. 
Every like, like what you're doing every Saturday morning track session or whatever. I'll just post up this Saturday. I'm doing this session, starting there. Be there, be square, get fit, get fuck. You know, that's um, and there's already uh, a lot it? of. Well, there's already a lot of people that I do know like- in Amsterdam that do that do train like a lot. For example, Thomas Decker lives literally a k away from me. He's a full time lifestyle athlete, fit on the bike, so that's handy for training. Um, the wild one. Wild one literally lives around the corner. The wild one was uh, for, for, for the listeners that know he was he was a guy that was out in Dubai training when we were there in 2021, and uh, you had a few battles of him, didn't you, on the on the field in your Florida and Texas? Uh, I we remember had a couple seeing of battles. Tom and, uh, the wild one, yeah. really close on the run for the first. At some two point, laps, it must. Have at been, some point, um, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I haven't. Um, at some point, he unfollowed me on the gram, and um, nah, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have done that to you. We went we went out training one day. I invited him over at my place. We had like a fun day out. And then literally a couple of days after that, he like unfollowed me. But he had like a rough season. So I was thinking maybe he, and he unfollowed a lot of people. So I was thinking maybe he wants some distraction, you know. He wants to fully focus on his race. And he doesn't want to see what other athletes are doing. Because maybe mentally it would do something to you. But I know as a true friend, in my heart, that doesn't mean anything. But then never heard anything from him ever again. Do you think he thought you was a threat? So he thought, as do you a, think he threat. thought you was a threat? I wouldn't say as a threat, but maybe, um, maybe, uh, when, when you were posting, you're up like, a session on- I, w- I wouldn't see him as a threat. He, he wouldn't have seen me as a threat because he knew I already had his number. <laughs> 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 no, but you know, sometimes people make a choice because they, uh, feel, uh, they don't feel confidence when they see you doing certain sessions on Strava. I don't know. It doesn't have to do anything with your, uh, uh just something with their insecurities or whatever. It could be, right? It could be. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think me moving to Amsterdam could potentially be um, the rise of our friendship ever again. We could be friends on Instagram again. Like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What do you think? What do you think? City of influences. Well, I think I would visit, prefer man. to live in Amsterdam 100% than uh where you were living like there was uh nothing there it was like in the middle of nowhere wasn't it <laughs> oh i've been feeling so flipping lonely mate because you the thing is we're doing the sport full time so when you're out you don't really have any colleagues when you're on the bike do you if you're not training with anyone so you're waking up in the morning you're alone at day you're alone in the evening you're alone literally at some point you, you're starting to get crazy mate like flipping crazy that's why i was like going Imagine- to place i was going like, going to amsterdam for a couple of days and i was there i was there i was there everywhere Imagine, Imagine what it would be like if you were in solitary confinement in a prison. Because I watched something on uh, when on YouTube about this uh, prison in America, and you have to stay. They they put them in like solitary confinement for twenty three mm-hmm. hours a day, and they're not allowed to speak to anyone. Like, could you imagine that for like forty years? Oh, oh my god! Like, it drives that, people that completely mad, nuts. Completely nuts. That's that's why how, how people end up uh, completely nuts. Yeah, because well, you can't speak guy, to anyone anymore bit off topic but one guy on it said he killed his uh mate in his cellmate because he was that fed up with it he wanted to go to death row because the living conditions were a lot better and he had spent 20 years in solitary confinement and then they moved him to one which was still solitary confinement but you end up having like a a room uh, with someone for a bit but he did that because he said it was just better the death row they treat you a lot better like you get to go out more, you mm-hmm. get a TV because they didn't even give him a TV in his room, didn't give him anything like that. And he said it just drove him mad. 20 years of it. 
like uh, wow. crazy when yeah. you've heard the, the story. Yeah, a bit different well, than triathlon, I, I, though, isn't it? Like, mind, mind you, <laughs> like it's not as bad as a tra- training by yourself, and as bad as not as bad as well. As of bad course, as it's not, but still. Uh, <laughs> Social, social isolation. Being able to feel uh, happy or training out with people, if that's what you like, is going to make a massive difference to uh, your training, isn't it? Oh, sorry. I just had a bit of a dodgy connection then. What was that? I was saying that, um, it, it, of course, it's not the same, but if I'm like a people, people man of the people, you know, um, if if you're uh, like always training by yourself, I just find it hard motivation wise, and 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 like I don't I don't really I just really feel like I'm working, whereas I should be really enjoying what I'm doing. So when I'm going to Amsterdam, oh I'm yeah, totally love it again. Yeah. yeah. One one low of the week what I had as well uh, was when I was away in Australia, and uh, on Monday and the Tuesday when I got there, I felt fantastic, like felt awesome, like, um, and then Wednesday. I literally felt like I'd been run over by a bus. And I told this guy that, like, because I'd been put in touch with him before I went out to Australia. I said, yeah, I'll go out for a ride with you during the week. Um, and we planned to meet up on the Wednesday. And then that was when I felt really bad. But, I, like, it was weird, though, because it wasn't, like, really bad where I was really ill to start off with. But I felt, like, just, like, like I'd not slept or whatever, even I had. It was just very strange. So I said to him, oh, let's, um, well, we were going to go out at 2 o'clock. I, didn't, I felt really bad cancelling on him because I was like, oh, I've already told him now. So I'll, have to, I'll go out and hopefully I'll be all right. And I was literally, I went out with him and uh, we were planning like a three hour ride, four, three and a half hours, something like that in the hills. That was the plan. And I felt so bad that I could barely push like 170 watts. Like I was pushing 170 watts before we got to the hills. Didn't even feel good. And I thought, oh my God, like I'm going to be so screwed when we get to these uh, this climb. He pushed mm-hmm. it on the climb to start off with pretty hard. Like, I don't know, must have been going like 370, 380 watts, something like that. It's like a 10-minute climb. Um, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go with that. Like, I, you know, I was struggling to push 170 watts. Like, you know, 250 would have been bad enough. Um, anyway, he waited for me at the top. And I'm like, God, I can't down the time thinking, God, this ride's going to be absolutely miserable. Anyway, we got another 10Ks further in. So we were 50K into the ride stopped at a school to fill bottles up and I had to say to him first time I've ever had to do it I had to say mate do you can we just take a shortcut back or uh, a quick way back because I don't even think I'm gonna be able to get around the rest of the ride mate I've got nothing in the tank and he was like yeah yeah all right so we ended up having to go back the way we did and then on the way back I was like absolutely dying like the power was even dropping I think from 170 and I, what I do you like think I it was what do you man. think it was like almost coming down with an illness because I felt even worse the next day. Um, and then like on the, on, on the way back, I said to him, I feel like I'm in an Ironman, but I'm like someone who's struggling to make the cutoff or something. No, I was just imagining I was coming in at the end of the bike and they were saying, like, you've got 10 minutes to make the cutoff 10 minutes. And I was, was thinking, God, if I was on them people, it was coming in like that. And I felt like I did then I would have been like, Oh, I better slow down a bit just to make sure I miss the cutoff because I don't want to be out here running a marathon, you know, feeling like, like <laughs> you know, like I would have, I'd have been making oh sure God. that the cutoff like went because I felt that bad. Like, don't worry about, don't worry about the cutoff. I'm just going to do the bike. I'm just going to get to the end of the bike and that'll do me. <laughs> but oh God, that was absolutely miserable. It sounds like you're unfit. You need to be on a proper training plan, Joe. That's what, that's what, yeah, if it were, if you were that unfair, oh my God, yeah, that would be a long way to go. 
Speaking of um, training plan, uh, Jody, we have launched our Triathlon Mockery uh, 16-week training plan. Um, we had a couple of questions about the training plan, like, is it for a 70.3? Is it for an Olympic distance? Does this plan get you fit? Does this plan get you fucked? Could you give a quick summary to everyone out there? The, tra- the training plan is good for like people that are doing anything from sprint to Olympic as a training plan that will like get you fit over the winter. Like is that basically the aim of it is to improve your thresholds across like your, what you could hold for like 40 minutes to an hour for swimming, bike and running. Um, and it's a good way to start for like anything from sprint to Ironman to do this plan. And then once the 16 week training plan's done, then you would like specialize in, you know, whatever distance you're going to do. So say you do this and then you'd be like, right, I've got six weeks or eight weeks to my Ironman. Now I'm going to do some, mm-hmm. more, I'm going to do Ironman specific stuff for the last two months. And I think that would get you into a really good, um, good place for your, uh, for your race or you do the plan and then you do like more sprint and uh, Olympic distance, bit of focus, like race based okay. stuff. And We're going to upload really well a, um, a 70.3 and Ironman specific eight week plan as well, eight or 10 week plan as well. Um, on top of like the plan, there's also a Facebook group uh, with everyone that's like, uh, so you're able to motivate each other and uh, we'll, we're in that group as well. There's also a Strava group so you can see who's nailing the sessions. And by the way, I'm going to follow that plan as well, starting on. Yeah, I'm I gonna think the, the sessions it a little on it are bit. really good. The, I'm going to like, uh, the only thing I'm going to tweak is like the easy sessions. So the long ride or the interval sessions, I'm going to make them longer, not the intervals longer, but just warm up and cool down. And because um, uh, the the sessions are uh, really really decent, um, yeah, I'm going to start it on. I think uh, people will definitely improve, won't they? If they do them, I would be amazed if so, if they didn't improve, wouldn't you? Link is in the bio, and um, uh, check it out. If you got any questions, DM. Anyway, Jody, main subject of the week. What have we got? Main influencer. So the main subject of the week is. Um, it's a to do with like sponsors and stuff and like posting up certain things that you might have to do on Instagram. So if you've got a sponsor and you have to post something that's not like necessarily specific to triathlon, like it can look pretty fake and stuff like that. But um, it's one of the things that athletes have to do. And also, what do we think about like some age groupers that have about a million sponsors on their kit? Are they just absolutely minted and like making a killing from sponsors? <laughs> or are they paying the sponsors to be on their kit? Like it's uh, one of the one of the things that's uh, crossed our minds. Whenever you started off with um, triathlon and you rocked up to a local race, what are you thinking when you saw yeah. people walking around in like kits with a lot of sponsors? Did you think like, "Fuck, I want to be like him. Like he's a big deal." Yeah, I thought he's fucking made it. Like I thought that guy must be minted. Like look how many sponsors he's got. You know. Like even footballers only have one sponsor on their kit. This guy's got like fifty. Like Jesus, like can you imagine how well he's doing? He's probably got a bloody Ferrari and a Lambo sitting at home in the garage and uh, and everything. <laughs> but apart from that, did you think it was cool? Yeah, I mean, like Lionel Messi, mate. He's only got one sponsor on his kit. These guys have got six or seven. Like I remember know. when I when I started off with triathlon in twenty seventeen, and uh, I did the first half in like May, the 70.3 in Barcelona. And I was thinking, I literally want everything with either the Ironman logo on it or something with like a massive sponsor logo on it because I want people to think that I'm flipping cool. 
you did have, have a cool sponsor ever... when I first met you. You had that crypto one, and you had like all Bitcoin yeah, yeah. late uh, things on your kit. That was true. I was sponsored by crypto. Yeah, that was a cool kit. Imagine if you were actually getting paid in thinking. like some crypto as well back then. Like, imagine if yeah. he was just giving you like bitcoins because it wasn't actually that much, was it? At the start of twenty eighteen, he could have been giving you some bitcoins, and you'd have been absolutely laughing now, wouldn't you? Imagine if he said, "Oh yeah, I'll give you twenty bitcoins." It only worked out like I know, say two thousand <laughs> or two thousand back then. You'd been like a million pounds at the peak, wouldn't it? God. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would. But um, speaking of the um, the sponsors, Joe, what is your approach with regards to? So I'm a brand. I'm selling underwear. I'm saying, hey, Joe, we um, we like your aesthetics for our uh, brand, and uh, do, would you want to sell our undies? Skipper twenty percent off. Like, what's your, what's your, what's your, how, how, what's your to go to? What, 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 how does this work? Take us with you in the life, so what, in the life of an influencer. Have, what would I have? What would I do it? And what would I be? Do you what think? Would I do for do you it? think there are differences between, for example, influencers, top professionals, and for example, amateurs? So. If an influencer would post something up, you would say they can actually do that because for them it's okay. But for an athlete like me, I would say it's weird. Or would you say it's like a no-go at all? What do you think? Uh, influencers can do certain other things, can't they? Because they can like get away with it a bit more, can't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it still looks funny if they do it. But I think it looks worse if you're probably a pro sometimes because it's more about like performance and stuff like that isn't it and people wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily think you'd go with like anything but you know some people still do when you see them out there um but yeah i think influencers can definitely get away with it a lot more a lot more than what uh professional athletes can but what's an example like give me an example of something and um an example could be i mean with with for example sports nutrition it is pretty obvious like as a, as a pro athlete if you're sponsored by uh for example brand a you could say i'm you i've been using brand a for years and um they've been my sponsor for years uh, here's a discount code there's like nothing wrong with that right but if you would all of a sudden be something like uh, <laughs> get twenty percent off your thongs with uh, I don't know uh, uh, sexy underwear for Valentine's Day. This is your dance, and you're a professional athlete. It would be a bit weird, right? Yeah, but a pr- uh, that would be weird. But I don't think a professional athlete would do that, would they? Like, I don't know. I don't I've think never so. Seen no. them do anything Have you? Like what's the, what's the weirdest request hard, you've but- ever had? Uh, c- condoms, mate. Durex. Remember when I told you about that? Is that for real? Yeah, yeah. That's a strange one, though, isn't it? That like, you, like, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but what? What about um, like that? When I was sponsored by that man cave, that was a hard one to do, wasn't it? Like shower gels and stuff like that. Because what would you do? Like, get yourself a picture, like in the shower. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, that's that's, that's, that's a different thing. There's um, it's tough. If you're using a certain product and you're a big fan of it and you're also having a uh, uh, a corporation with that uh, like a a partnership with that brand 
I wouldn't say it's weird because you're recommending something that you really like, you're really going to enjoy. Um, the content that you made make is up to you, so you need to be creative. I mean, it is hard, but yeah, well, that's how you, how you do it. Same with, for example, a, a mattress. You can't all of a sudden, if you're sponsored by a mattress, well, as an athlete, a mattress is really important, yes, but you can't post up a picture of a bed every week, can you? It's a bit weird. But I had a, <laughs> did I, was that because I told you about that company that wanted me to do that? No, no. I, I had um, a mattress company gonna... actually want, I had a mattress company that wanted to sponsor me. Like they did something where I don't know. Apparently, the mattress you could pick the temperature and stuff of it and all that. But on one of the things, what they wanted was they wanted you to do something like every month they wanted you to do one post or something like that, and it had to feature mm-hmm. the mattress. And I'm thinking, what the hell can I do to feature a bloody mattress every month? So I was like, well, there's no <laughs> way I can do this. Like it's just going to look absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Like it actually sounded all right as well, the mattress. But I'm like, I can't post something up about them every month. Like it just, I have no idea what I'm going to do people would be like, not this again. <laughs> this guy's always in his bed. <laughs> but, <Yes. laughs> He's never training. I, I'm, I'm, I must be honest, you could actually do like stories with the mattress every week, maybe something like, oh, oh Monday morning, feeling up. I don't feel shattered. No, I'm feeling fit. It's Monday morning because I've slept pretty well <laughs> in my mattress. Anyway, today I'm going to do this and this session, whatever. But you could always do it. But post Sweating it like a pig. The mattress has malfunctioned <laughs> and instead of cooling me down, it's on boiling hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do you think of, for example, uh people pretending to be sponsored by a brand like tagging them and all that whilst they're not oh that i hate that that's one of my pet hates you see that all the time don't you like people like uh they brought something from that company and then they tag it and it making it look like they're sponsored by them i think that's uh pretty sad isn't it i mean for the company they're tagging and they're probably laughing about it aren't they you know thinking jesus like these people are like tagging us like they think that we're sponsoring them and they've like gone out and paid full price for it um but i think they only do it because they think it looks good for their um mates and stuff like that that look i'm you know i'm sponsored by so and so you know and then they think Mm -hmm. that some of their friends will think oh you know wow like they're obviously doing well if they've managed to get them on board to sponsor but it's a bit sad isn't it um well um sad or not i think the thing you need to take into consideration if you're pursuing the life of an influencer or pro athlete that wants to get sponsored is if you're already um tagging them on social media and giving them the exposure then what are you going to give them if you actually want to get sponsored by them so if you do have a chat with them like hey do you want to sponsor me because i'm a really big fan of the of the brand um they'll probably be thinking like this guy or girl or whoever is been has been tagging us for like months already and been pretending like he's been sponsored. So what's the extra for us to now actually sponsor him or her? Well, or yeah, there's no incentive for them to actually sponsor you if you're doing it for free exactly. and paying for the stuff. So I think if you do do stuff like that, you're basically not going to get sponsored by them at all because like, like you say, they can see that you're doing it for free. So they're not going to suddenly say, oh, we'll pay you to do it. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely not going to be beneficial if you did want to get sponsored by that brand. Do you find it hard to um, um, to actually uh, come up with uh, content and be so nowadays? This was, this wasn't something a an athlete um, or the job influencer didn't exist twenty years ago, did it? So nowadays, as an as an athlete, you also need to uh, be busy with social media. Do you find it hard to uh, 
put the brands there on, on, on the spot where they belong or, or a certain request in your DM, like, hey, we want to work with you, post on Instagram. Do you find it hard? Uh, yeah, I do find it hard with some of them. Some of them are easy. Like if they're like, say, for instance, Hoka, Argon, stuff like that, you know, day-to-day stuff where you're using their um, products all the time. I, I wouldn't mind. Um, so, for example, there are some people that I follow. And, um, um, for example, I have bought a couple of products because they were advertising that with the discount code a while ago. And I was thinking, I actually do think that product is handy. So this was with, like, meals. So because I live alone and I don't want to cook for myself every day, I could buy them meals with something like 20%. So I bought 15 meals that you could, like, put in the freezer and then just uh, – um, so that was something I got off like an influencer. So I actually got influenced. But some people nowadays or some athletes, they aren't really a personality anymore. And that's when I think, are you really promoting this product because you stand for it or your whole page and everything you are is an ad? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, I I think that as well, because like some, some people you, you see uh, once they get to a certain following where they think that they've, you know, they can get quite a lot of sponsors they just all everything is literally just sponsor post sponsor post sponsor post and it's like you never actually see or follow them they're not the person that they were when you were following them originally Mm -hmm. where you know you'd see their personality all you're seeing is them posting up brand stuff all the time and i think yeah i think i think that's a shame because people get like that you lose the the whole uh uh, personality and they're devaluing themselves Yeah, Every maybe, time um, I think you put, you post something for a sponsor or, you you know, you have like a sponsor, I think you're worth less to the next one because, you know, if, well, you have, if you're however big a name you are, if you have five sponsors, then you'd be worth a certain amount. But then if you have 10 sponsors, there's 10 different companies you've got to, you know, do posts for and everything. And I think that it actually devalues you the more you actually do. So it's a fine line between to, having the see. right balance and not doing too many. <laughs> Need to see their paycheck for that, but um, um, all right. And and have you got any any like um? So putting yourself into the perspective of an age grouper. So Joe, in a couple of years, you're an age grouper. How would you picture yourself? Um, God, I don't know if I'd be that bothered about getting sponsors. To be honest, in a couple of years, if I was racing as an age, if I was racing as an age grouper after being pro, I think I'd just be doing it for a bit of the fun and uh i think i'd be done with it all really probably be too old and slow to get sponsors (laughs) (laughs) i think the art one the art one is cool younger guys Uh, yeah yeah, i'd have the odd one if i could um but i don't know of course you do Uh, an influencer like you would definitely you would hold yourself out, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I know a guy like yeah. you. <laughs> Shall we uh, quickly head over to the bullshit, Buster Joe? Because I need to race to the flipping pool. I've got three minutes for this one, three. Yeah. So I'm going to hit, hit it hard right. with you. So this morning I went to the gym. Saw a couple of big, big, big blokes, really big blokes. But what was even bigger was their water bottle. They're going into the gym with these like three oh, liter God. I water know bottle. the ones that you like, uh, What see. the fuck is this on about? Like, why don't you just, Do if you're so thirsty, if you're like thirsty like that, like a big bit. Yeah. If you're thirsty like that, why don't you just drink a can of water before you start to work out, then bring a small bottle and drink one after it. I think it's a big, big bullshit buster. And they never drink it, do they as well? They literally just move it around the whole time. They only have the odd swig, don't they? They never finish it. Why? Why is that? Why yeah. do they have these these massive bottles? What What do you think is the the psychology behind that? Is 
uh, to look intimidating, mate. Uh, so when they like when they walk off, because they're probably the same people that do one exercise on uh, in the gym, and then they'll stand around walking around for like five minutes. But they try and bag see certain equipment. Uh, I see them at the gym where I'm at. You know, they might do one one exercise and they're doing it like three times. But it'll take they'll mm-hmm. be on they'll be occupying that machine for forty minutes or something. You know, so they they want a big bottle to kind of warn people off and to to like st- to keep the space for them. And yeah. also maybe it's a bit of a workout because if you've got that bottle full and you're carrying that into the gym, that's extra. That's an extra lift, mate. What just walking from your car, you know, and everything. So it could be like a two, three kilo time. lift. Yeah. Start their Garmin, True. mate, for their strength session while they leave the car before they even get to the gym because they're carrying that bad boy. I think, um, I think it's strange. It looks flipping, flipping strange. And um it looks like they've got a hydration problem do what what would they what kind of water bottle would they carry around when they're racing in kona in in, in them conditions god could you imagine they'd probably carry one knee jam on the run wouldn't they <laughs> yeah i think more than that <laughs> six liters um, of water six liters of water absolutely slick um Anyway, that's the Bullshit Buster. We'll be back next week with an uh, Instagram post of the week. Um, before we head off about the triathlon mockery merge, I've had a couple of questions about that. Um, well, you, just like I, had them questions. Week nine is the um, is the date, week nine. So if, if you've got any questions with that, I'll send you the email. And um, you could be spanking around the track on your TT bike, whatever in that triathlon mockery clothing if you order it if not i'll probably never ever gonna do this ever again because it's a flipping headache getting this stuff done joe i'm never ever doing it again i don't know why it takes so long like like i'm thinking they still need to uh yeah headache waiting for it like getting it produced all right i'll um see you next week mate i'm now swimming bye need to be in the pool in 90 minutes see you bye-bye bloody hell bye